Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Mean Streets, powered by FTN, presented by Game Plus Network. Happy Tuesday. Chris Meany here with you. Lots to get to on this show. We're going to recap last night's football game. A big win from the LA Rams. That was super impressive. I was on Arizona yesterday, and you know I was really backing them when word came out that Jalen Ramsey and Tyler Higby were going to be added to the COVID list. The Rams dealing with a lot of adversity over the past few days heading into that big matchup in Arizona. And what a lot of people have been talking about on this show, producer Tino, Jill Gallant joined and dropped by last week. A lot of people not giving the Arizona Cardinals a lot of credit that uh, they deserve or maybe not deserve talking about them being a flaky team. And I think last night was part of it. Kyler, a couple big turnovers, but credit to the Rams. That was a huge, huge victory. We're going to talk playoff scenarios again here today on this show, but we have the remaining schedule for the teams that are in the hunt. So we have our guy George coming in hot fire with some of the graphics, and Tino's going to join me in the next segment. We're going to recap last night's game. We're going to talk about what we got right, what we got wrong, uh, talk a little bit about Arizona, how they moved from the number one spot to the number three spot. Uh, a team last night, and I saw the graphic, you know, at home, like I believe three and three now, uh, 11 turnovers in their home games. And then on the road, perfect on the season with only two turnovers. Like that stuff's not supposed to happen. That's like super strange to have that much success on the road and at home in a dome have that that many struggles on offense and the turnovers, right? It happened a couple weeks ago when they played a depleted Green Bay Packers squad who was shorthanded and Green Bay went into their stadium and won. And then last night, the Rams as well. Uh, so it's tough. I mean, Arizona is going to make the playoffs, but I think they need that number one seed as much as the success that they've had on the road, that may not carry over a game in Tampa Bay or a game at Lambeau. That stuff's probably not going to carry over. So we have some odds. We have some teams that are in the hunt in the AFC and the NFC as well. Uh, people hanging out here in the chat, appreciate you. I love it. Uh, it's going to be a fun show here today. Any questions, uh, hit me up. We are going to cover all the sports here. A little bit of NBA from a betting standpoint. There's really not a whole lot on the board, but it is Steph Curry. Uh, as Josh Galachi says, Steph Curry, record-breaking season tonight. He only had five threes last night. We did give the over six and a half. He struggled. Uh, he struggled from beyond the arc, but he just needs two to break the record, the most threes of all time, passing Ray Allen, one to tie, 
and one to break it. And you know, he's going to do it tonight, right? He's going to get it done, a game in New York against the Knicks. So good stuff there from Steph Curry tonight. It's going to be fantastic to watch. Going to hit the NBA waiver wire in a second, but there's 13 games here in the NHL. So a massive slate in the NHL. Broke it down with Eric Young, the Eric Young. It's You can go check it here on our YouTube page. And if you are watching uh, this video, smash the like button, leave the comments, the questions, the concerns, something you'd like to see on this show, something you don't want to see anymore on this show. And uh, the same thing for the Hockey Bet Show, Dangle Bet Selly. You smash the like button there. Uh, free show available over at iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast as well. We broke down all 13 games. It was really a lot to kind of dissect, but I got some picks, I got some shot props, and I got some point props and assist props, plus money. We've been kind of hitting these here and there over the past week and a half or so, and man, just a lot of value with some of these players who are good players playing on the power play, and I think that's the the biggest thing to to really focus in on players that are getting power play time who are kind of like quarterbacking their power plays. You can fall into some assists. So some really good shooters that books are given really good odds. For example, Max Pacioretty, Austin Matthews. We know that these guys are volume shooters. They're snipers. They're goal scorers. Uh, they're coming in red hot into their games here this evening, but they're also um, like plus 150, plus 190 for assists. Like that stuff is just silly, right? These guys uh, can fall into assists every single night. George Z Zamboni season. It is hockey season. You know, speaking of hockey, something really had never, this had never happened to me before. So I, you know, those who know me really well, been living in Toronto for the past 10 years, but I'm from a small town out east in, in Nova Scotia. And I was playing uh, beer league hockey last night. And during the play, I thought I heard somebody ask me a season long fantasy football question. I thought I heard me, Rogers or Herbert, Rogers or Herbert. And the play continued, and I was like, I don't know. I think I thought I thought I heard Rogers or Herbert, like some sort of question. I didn't know who this guy was. And then the next time we were on the ice, there's a face-off, and he was a defenseman. We were lined up. I was playing the wing, and he and he lined up with me, and he said, I need to know who to start this week. Must win. They always say that, right? The must win. Herbert or Aaron Rodgers. And I didn't even know the matchups at the time, but he was all over it. He's like, yeah, you know, Herbert going into Kansas, playing Kansas City Thursday night football, Aaron Rodgers going into Baltimore. You got to lean with Herbert, right? And I was like, I don't know. I think I, I think I lean with Aaron Rodgers. And he was shook. And then first it was like the, it wanted some advice and was kind of pumping my tire, like watch Mean Streets on Game Plus. It's great. I love it. Fantastic. And then when I gave him the advice for, and I think it may be bad advice, but I gave him Rodgers. And then he started chirping me right away. <laughs> I don't know if he's watching the show. Um, and, and I'm just joking with you, bud. But he started chirping with me after. He was just like, uh, like, dude, how could you get paid for the this fantasy football advice? And you're telling me I got to start Aaron Rodgers over Justin Herbert? That total at 50-plus points? I think I got to roll with Herbert. I told him he can't go wrong. The Baltimore secondary is uh, depleted right now. And Aaron Rodgers, he's got the toe injury. But he did just fine last week with the toe injury. I think he's fine. I would roll him out against Baltimore. I know it's in Baltimore. I think the safer play is probably, honestly, Herbert against the Chiefs in that shootout game. But Kansas City's defense has been lit. It's been really good over the past few weeks of the season. And and he had said to me, the Chiefs defense is awful. And at the start of the season, it did look awful. But they're playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, they're making things happen, getting pressure off the quarterback and turnovers as well. Don't quote me, but I believe it's like 10.2 points allowed per game over the last six. I will dive into that in the break can get confirmation but this defense has been really really good I thought that was pretty funny last night uh just to have some people asking me about some fantasy uh, football advice and maybe giving the wrong advice uh 
but I again, if you're watching right now, dude, I don't think you could go wrong with either or. Running the projections, rankings will be live uh, tonight over at FTNFantasy.com. Maybe I'll take a look at Freeman and Ratcliffe. They're always pretty early getting their rankings in, so I'll see what they have before we get out of here. Um, all right, NBA. As I said the other day, I wanted to start the show with just like some hot waiver wire pickups or like MVPs from last night. We'll get to last night's football game, but OBJ had the touchdown. Van Jefferson had a touchdown. I think we can make the case for Matthew Stafford being the MVP. He was phenomenal last night. He made terrific throws. Uh, he stood in the pocket and took some big hits, and he was really good. But got to give some love to a couple guys in the NBA with Kevin Love uh, leading the way here. So, you know, I don't know if a lot of people are playing fantasy basketball waiver wire uh, or fantasy basketball season long these days i've cut my leagues down to just a couple uh but nonetheless we do have uh, a board here tino if you want to bring this up just for kevin love and eric gordon riding the way here last night in the nba so these guys are available in leagues kevin love his ownership in yahoo leagues has jumped up to about uh 53 and eric gordon is widely available but i wanted to just bring my attention to these two guys who didn't have the best nights yesterday Tatum had a really good night for the Celtics, but I also at the same time don't want to just talk about the studs. I want to give like some kind of waiver wire value here with some of these guys. Plus, I wanted to give attention to these two teams. So the Cavs 17 and 12. I mean, that has to be one of the most surprising records so far in the NBA. They beat the Heat last night. They leapfrogged the Heat in the Eastern Conference standings. They're now fourth in the East. They're eight and two in their last 10, a 105-94 win last night. They have 12 straight covers. They've covered in 12 straight games. A significant note, Kevin Love, 23 points, 6 for 10 from the field, 9 rebounds, 5 threes. He had 0 points at half uh, yesterday, but his last 14 days, he's averaging 3.4 3-pointers made, 14.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, and 2 assists. I don't know if he's going to be flipped. He looks like the Kevin Love of old. He's playing with some confidence. The key thing is he's healthy. He's got some massive games lately, 23-9, and nine, obviously, last night, but 11-4, and 18-13, and 11-5, and 15-4. Those don't seem like significant games games but they're also he's also chipping in with threes and when I gave the three-point props and I'll stay in my lane and give me some NHL props only uh we didn't get a lot of three-point props last night we did get Luke Kennard uh, with the threes but I was looking for Kevin Love all over the place and it's tough like these NBA props don't come out till mid late afternoon with all these injuries and COVID happening in the world and in the sports world but Kevin Love yesterday uh hit the threes I mean he we would have got it he had five threes but he's had at least three threes in five straight games so it's significant and then Eric Gordon you know hot and cold what he will give you is threes uh but over the last two weeks he's averaging 3.2 threes 20 Point three points and on the season 2.43s the Rockets another surprising team like they're not in a playoff spot they've but they've won eight of their last 10 all right what is happening with Houston here they're winning some ball games last night Eric Gordon 32 points 10 for 16 from the floor three boards three assists and five threes as well so those guys could help you out certainly in the three-point situation in the NBA in fantasy basketball land and also wanted to give some love to Luke Kennard at least three threes in four straight 16 9 and 5 last Last night uh, and then 20 23 three and five with seven threes uh, the other night he is available in leagues for the Clippers I know they're shorthanded and that's a part part of it right but you can stream guys in and out look at four game matchups and uh, just really looking at opportunity it comes and it goes with some of these players in the NBA that's why you know I don't play a lot of season long uh, and also a shout out to Cameron Johnson of Phoenix as well who's contributing uh, with some threes and some points who could help you out there as well uh, yeah a little bass shout out to the Hawks right blowing a 20 point lead in the fourth quarter last night that was significant and shout out to MB doing his best Ben Simmons impression last night uh, from George our guy yeah what was that about we got to bring in Tino 
we got to talk about that. We'll break. We'll bring in Tino. We'll talk a little bit about last night, playoff pitcher. And I want to get his thoughts on the NBA as well, because uh, it is Steph Curry night. But, I mean, what? Embiid, like, scratched that late? I Again, this is the NBA, man. It's uh, Luckily, we got some NHL shot props on this show. We'll win some cash, hopefully, for that. We'll take a quick break. Tino's in here next. Don't go anywhere. Mean Streets continues here on Game Plus Network. Welcome back in to Mean Streets. As always, producer Tino doing me a solid and joining me here on the show today. Um, just before we get into last night's football game, NBA, crazy, uh, crazy night in the NBA last night. You in the chat, you talked about the big comeback from uh, the Rockets last night and then the MB news and then the tweet that you showed me from Joe Metz, our guy, who's going to join tomorrow on this show, by the way, to, to talk about the massive NBA slate. Uh, that gif, it might be one of the best in the game with Michael Scott. And also, by the way, unmute yourself because we want to hear uh, that voice of, of yours here. Here we go, giddy. I'm so I'm so disappointed. Honestly, I might have some James one playing in the background like Michael Scott. Maybe that's why I was muted. It was, you want to know what I think the icing on the cake was? I never really do DFS, and then I decided to dabble in NBA DFS last night. Uh, for the late slate because of uh, the showdown slate with the NFL. And then, uh, yeah, I had him beat in that too. And that's actually where I found out he was out. So I feel more bad for the for the daily fantasy people too. He was one of the highest priced guys and he's out after lock. I, I, it's just wrong. That was just wrong on so many levels. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the can't lose parlay lost. It's just, man, that's the NBA. I tried to tell you guys, I'm trying to bet on good teams. We, we did like the Cavs. They didn't make the board, but the Warriors barely got out of that alive. Uh, the Suns lost despite the Clippers not having Paul George. And uh, I mean, that's the NBA, right? We talked about it in the green room before the Bucks. we got on here. The Bucks, The Bucks. Laid an egg. And everyone's getting hurt. Everyone's getting hurt. Like, it's – I feel like we can't talk about these games. I think we just have to anonymously bet and, like, leak it later in the day. It's the only way they're going to stay alive. Chris Middleton, his knee, like, ugh. Brutal. Yeah, I, we didn't get the Middleton threes, obviously, last night. You know, I looked at the box score after hockey, and I was like, what is going on? He's got four points, and then I saw later the knee. Yeah, it looks like, I mean, he could potentially miss some time. I think it's just hyperextended, but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I love that it's like the Bucks pause, eye roll. Do, do we need to have, like, a three box here tomorrow on the show with you and Mets, and do I need to just, like, you guys need to go back and forth on the Nets and the Bucks here? Is, I, what's I, have no, I have no problem with the Bucks. I have zero problem okay. with the Bucks. I think the okay. issue is, like, I don't know. I just I, I expected them to be better. I just expected them to be better, and they can't beat the Celtics. I guess every team kind of has their uh, Achilles heel, right? I, I yeah. mean, the, the the Celtics handled them, and in their defense, both games have been in Boston. So I mean, I don't know if home court means that much, but they've handled them both times. So could could just be that Jason Tatum loves to beat up on the Bucks, but I'm okay. I have no gripes, no gripes against the Bucks. It's we'll see him. We'll see him in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's it. It is what it no is. And then and then we can go to war. Um, yeah. Stephen Curry, he's going to break it tonight, obviously. Uh, one more three to tie and two to break Ray Allen's record. He's uh, five and a half, plus 110. I don't know if I get involved with that, but he probably does it pretty early tonight against the Knicks. So maybe uh, first couple shots. His total is five and a half, and, and yeah. you can get it's plus, plus 110. I actually kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. I think he's going to go off. a lot better off. than last night at 6-5. I mean, he's been slumming the last two games. And the Knicks, I think they're starting like a G League team out there today. I mean, they are – talk about a team that's underperformed. My God, the New York Knicks have fallen off the map, lost four of the last five. They've only beaten the Spurs. Um, yeah, they have not been good. I think Steph no. is due. Yeah, and RJ's out. Obi Toppin's out. <laughs> not great. 
not great. So it's going to be Julius Randle, who they rely on way too much anyways. Uh, I think Steph goes bonkers today. I, I actually like his over threes today more than I did last night. Yeah, last night we were really pushing it, buying into that narrative. It was my favorite uh, yeah. bets of the day, and he and he struggled early. It did, but at the end, it did look like you know there was an opportunity. Certainly, if that game went to overtime, I think we definitely would have gotten it. Um, okay, so last night, let's talk about last night's game, thirty to twenty-three. Uh, kudos to you, dude. You were on the Rams. Uh, I feel like we got a lot right here on the show, but we I know there wasn't great odds for you know Cooper Cup and James Conner to score touchdowns, but we talked about that. Got the twelve to one parlay to to wrap it up with uh, an all touchdown parlay with uh, Cooper Cup. I mean, he finds a way again, right? 13 catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown. We got his receiving yard prop. OBJ, uh, just a, a weapon inside the red zone. Matthew Stafford's been going to him. We saw that touchdown there. He's got, uh, last night, he had six catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. We got Van Jefferson's yards. Strictly, we talked about the unders, four and a half grabs, but we gave the over 50 receiving yards mm-hmm. because, what did we say? He's a big threat in this offense, and that's exactly what we saw yesterday. The deep ball, Matthew Stafford hooking up with Van Jefferson. Uh, it, there seems to be one or two deep shots every single week uh, for Van Jefferson. I just love that player, as you know, and George probably knows too. He's been on every board, like pick him up, stash him. I'm a huge fan of what he has to offer. Uh, and then I thought, you know, Matthew Stafford was fantastic last night, really. Uh, I had 23 for 30, three touchdowns, 287 yards. The throw that he made to Cooper Cup in the end zone was just a perfect place place of ball, uh, super low in the in the corner of the end zone that Cup was able to, to reel in. Sony Michelle, 20 for 79. They established the run just a little bit there. He didn't have any catches, Sony. On the other side, Kyler really struggled. Uh, two picks, uh, costly picks, uh, one in his end, like I think on his 20 potentially, which uh, resulted in Rams points. And then he had the turnover inside the red zone. We did get the rushing yard prop. Now that's uh, I think a hundred yards for Kyler in two games against the Rams. If these two teams meet in the postseason, that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, he was really kind of running for his life and it's so tough, right? Uh, Tino with, I mean, the Rams can dial up some pressure, but if you don't get the edge, if Miller doesn't get the edge, or Donald doesn't get the edge, that's it. I mean, Kyler can just run uh, for his life, and we saw that a little bit. It's dangerous. Uh, A.J. Green, man, I'm really bummed at myself. I had A.J. Green originally as the sleeper. He went off against the Rams earlier. My thinking was that Ramsey would be, you know, give attention to Hopkins and that the soft coverage would be to A.J., and then the Ramsey news just happened. I was like, ah, you know, make – Hopkins probably gets his, and he didn't really have a great day. Five for 54. He had 12 targets. Hopkins looks – I don't want to call him dust, man. He looks really slow. Uh, they're really just, he's been touchdown dependent all year. And they went to him two straight times in the red zone on fades where Kyler underthrew him a bit. Uh, Connor has a huge day with two touchdowns. He catches nine balls for 94 yards. Uh, but really it was, we didn't get the more receiving yards. And of course, George, that's all he needed to complete his parlay. But, you know, a huge game for the Rams, dude. That was, uh, that was a statement game for that squad. Yeah, I mean, just to reiterate, I mean, a few things. I think FTM was all over this game. So uh, if you watch NFL primetime, uh, Debro, I know he was in the chat. He was all over AJ Green and Odell. He knew they were in prime spots. Nice. And, you know, I think we would have probably pivoted towards that more if we, you know, got that COVID news earlier in the day. So we do this, you know, 12 Eastern time. So there's a lot that happens after this, including some of our NBA picks that end up getting eaten by injuries anyways. Uh, but, yeah, so for that reason, we were kind of behind it. But we were all over it. I mean – I said that the Rams D can be successful, right? I thought they were going to win by getting pressure on Kyler, but both his rushing yards and them winning could coexist, right? So that's yeah, kind of exactly yeah, yeah. what that's kind of exactly what happened there. Cup made it happen. You know, I, 
we talked up Zach Ertz. I just need to bring it up because it hurts. Uh, I, I had him as at a touchdown uh, over two to one. He had two opportunities. One was stopped at the half yard line. One was an interception. I think that interception changed everything. I mean, you know, for yes. for what it's worth, the Rams won. They dominated, but the, the Cardinals had plenty of opportunities. They they, they couldn't convert. They the the pick in the end zone. They didn't get the fourth down. Um, I think twice near the red zone, the one at midfield on the James Conner rush that kind of fell short. I mean, they had ample opportunities and ample opportunities and they kind of just let it fall by the wayside. So, I mean, if these teams do meet in the playoffs, I, I think it's going to be a slugfest. I really do think it's going to be a slugfest again because they're pretty evenly matched. They are. Yeah. As, as shorthanded as the Rams were, um, you know, they, they really, I thought I was just super impressed with them, but Arizona three and three now at home and seven and zero on the road. And as I said, off the top of the show and to you, you know, before we started going here, super strange, man, like to have all those turnovers at home and basically perfect football on the road. Like they're one of three teams in the NFL to have seven, to go seven and zero on the road and all double digit wins, like mm. point wins, like they You'd be cruising on the road, man. Super strange. But I'm not going to back this team in Tampa or at Lambeau. There's no chance I could do that. Absolutely not. And you know what? I wish I would have, like, reiterated it more because I, the Rams, off play one, everyone's seen it now. Aaron Donald, like, bench-pressed the guard into Kyler Murray off yeah. play one. Yeah. I think any Rams backers off play one felt pretty good about it. I'm just seeing that. You're like, there's no Jalen Ramsey. We don't have a secondary. You know what helps what helps a bad secondary? And this was Washington's help last year. Why everyone loved the Washington defense. Their front was just so good. It was so ferocious. Even if the secondary is not so great, if you're getting pressure on the quarterback and making him make bad decisions, I mean his picks were to linebackers. He didn't even need to worry about the secondary. So right. um man that Rams D line and I was telling you I know Von Miller didn't appear as much in that game, but that was the difference. They needed to win the yeah. game up front, whether Jalen Ramsey and them played either way. If the Rams, that's what we signed up for. When we backed the Rams, when everyone thought the Rams were going to be this, this, and that, yeah, their offense was polished. You got you added Von Miller with a what? How many times has Aaron Donald won defensive player of the year? You can't guard him. You can't. Right. There's literally no you way can. to guard this man. So if they're if their front can do what they did against Arizona, that's the team I signed up for. I feel better about my futures if we can get that effort every week because, dude, how who's going to stop that? You do it. There yeah. is no stopping that. Same. And I feel like a sucker for coming off of them, but they went through this moment, right? It was all like the Woods thing and then and then some injuries. Like Robert Woods is, a, is so significant to that team. It's a yeah. big, big time loss. Uh, but OBJ, you know, he's, he's providing something. And did you see the play where he went out of bounds when he went backwards? I mean, that was a smart play. And Stafford was like, Whoa, what are you doing, OBJ? It's like he didn't know the rules he was getting on him. But, you know, OBJ's a smart football player, man. And, you know, he he's contributing, and I think that's really key for their success. So, yeah, it's we do have futures on this team. We got in on them, I think, um, right around week four or five, I do believe, right, oh, when they had God. that uh, – I forget now, but even still, like some pretty good uh, value on the Rams. But man, they're gonna have to go. I still think I would lean Tampa Bay um, with those when those two teams were to if they are to meet up. I mean, and that's gonna be a, the NFC. I think is gonna be really, really competitive. I think there's some better teams and more consistent teams in the NFC than the AFC. 
right? We were, we were making a lot of excuses for the AFC, and there's no consistency with these teams, but the Bucks are legit. The Packers are going to be a tough out at home. The Rams are good. The Cowboys are going to be a tough team, even though Dak has looked not like mm-hmm. himself over the past couple weeks. But I'm seeing the Rams here 11-1 to to win the Super Bowl. That's still pretty decent odds, man. Yeah, and I, I was just looking. I do have a futures on them to win the division, which, I mean, they're one game back. The Cardinals have the Lions next week. It's it's possible they have the Colts, Cowboys, and Seahawks to end it. I know we're going to – you have it in the hunt graphic with a lot of the remaining schedules, but I these divisional races are going to be just as good as the wild card spots, I think. And, and I think the home field will matter. Like, if the Rams somehow backdoor the Cardinals here, that that could change a lot. I, I think the Rams would benefit playing at home. Um, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. (gasps) No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, significantly, even though, you know, the L.A. fans, you can say what you want about them, right? The away <laughs> team ends up having more fans. But I think it helps. I think it would help them. I yeah. Think it would help them a lot. Just looking at two futures here in the bet tracker. The Rams, September 14th. I think that's when we got on them. It was early in the season, maybe after week yeah, two or three. 14 to 1. And how about this one that we gave on the show, November 17th? The Kansas City Chiefs, 25 to 1 mm-hmm. to win the Super Bowl. They're now 6 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. On DraftKings, they're 5 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Chiefs are looking pretty good. All right, uh, Dustin, let's bring this up. We'll break, but let's bring this up from Dustin, this comment, if you can. Hit four or five in a flex play on prize picks last night. Um, lost on a toe, right? Moore had that catch. He did, man, and, and I don't know if George saw it. Maybe that's why George thought he won the, the parlay last <laughs> night. It was a nice catch, and he just had his toe on, on the out of bounds, and it would have got there. Um, so I just wanted to bring this up, Dustin, not mm-hmm. to say, like, oh, you know, four to five. And, and lost to the toe, but prize picks. We've been given plays across all the sports. You can mix and match across all the sports that you love. Prize picks offers everything. Uh, if you go to ftndaily.com, up at the top, you see the DFS picks. You can check out for free. It's a free prize picks tracker. We're also given underdog plays, uh, jock market plays, monkey knife fight as well. But I love prize picks because you can do the power play or you can do the flex play where if you go four for five, you win. You can get one wrong, and then you can win some cash. So we're giving plays in the NHL, the NBA, eSports plays. Golf is around the corner here. We're going to be giving all kinds of prize picks plays, and you don't have to go perfect. You go four for five, three for four, you can earn a profit. I think that's the way to go, guys, Like, mm-hmm. if, especially if you're going to go and you know, get involved with you know four or five-leg parlays. It's usually one that kind of screws you there. It's tough to nail those ones. So prize picks kind of covers you. Use the promo code FTN. And you will get a 100% first deposit match of up to $100. All right, we'll take a quick break. We do have those boards, uh, teams in the hunt, and playoff pitchers as well. Tino, stick around one more segment. Dude, uh, Mean Streets continues here on Game Plus Network. Keep her locked. All right, welcome back into Mean Streets here on Game Plus Network. Uh, watching live on our uh, YouTube channel. Smash that like button. Leave any questions, uh, comments. We can get to them as well. George, I walked away before they called it back, only I would lose a parlay by a toe. 
<laughs> George, our guy George here. Uh, we're, we're getting it done tonight, dude. We're getting it done tonight. It's heavy NHL after this. I wanted Tino to hang out with me. We talked about the playoff scenarios yesterday, but we do have some in-the-hunt stuff. So, I don't know. You want to just talk NFC? Do you have the NFC playoff scenario? It just yeah. We'll bring that one up first. So, things have changed around just a little bit. Green Bay now up at the top. I mean, they've been basically perfect at home. Uh, you don't want to go into Lambeau and play this Packers squad. I'm starting to come around on them. They're playing really good defense, too. Uh, Washington holding down that seventh spot. This would be a rematch of last year's playoffs between Tampa Bay. So Arizona drops from one to three. Uh, they would play San Fran. If we started here today, the Niners at seven and six. And then, I mean, it's been three straight weeks. A Rams and Dallas uh, Cowboys uh, matchup, I think would be very, very entertaining. Both teams at nine and four. Let's switch and talk about the teams that are in the hunt here in this playoff spot. So we do have... Um, these two squads here, or these, you see at the bottom, Washington, right? With the, the asterisks there. That's the team that's in the playoff spot holding down that wild card. I don't see any other team getting out of the playoffs. Like the, those other teams are in, in my opinion. They're in, they're locked in. It's just about moving around wherever they finish uh, for seeding. Washington, if they hold down that playoff spot, that last one, they would have to sweep Philly, I think would be huge for them. Philly, Dallas, Philly, and the Giants. So we got Minnesota here at six and seven. Uh, Chicago, the Rams, Green Bay, and Chicago. Uh, Philly goes Washington, the Giants, Washington, and Dallas. So as we talked about numerous times, the NFC East battling it out in the last few weeks of the season. Atlanta in here, San Fran, Detroit, Buffalo, and New Orleans. Pretty tough for the Falcons. Uh, give some odds here in a second, but pretty tough schedule. And then the Saints at Tampa, tough go. Uh, Miami, Carolina, and Atlanta to wrap things out. So I, I just wanted to get everybody's thoughts, and I tweeted this stuff. So Philly to to get the final wildcard wild spot is plus 150. Washington is plus 175. Minnesota's plus 250. The Saints are plus 300. And then the Falcons at 10 to 1. Of course, we had our guy David Jones, Tenacious D. Jones on Twitter, uh, is an absolute baller for us, uh, is winning all the time in the NBA, MLB, and NFL when it comes to uh, DFS. He says Falcons, obviously. Uh, we got our guy Jordan Allen says good value on the Saints at plus 300. He says considering three of their four, final four games should be wins. He also says good value on the Vikings at plus 250. Uh, Patty Matz giving some great MLB picks for us over at FTM Bets. He says Atlanta actually being in contention is wild. If you told him they were 0-13, he would have believed us. Uh, Kevin says he likes the Saints as well. Just like Jordan, he says three of the four should be wins. I don't know if I'm giving them three wins with that schedule. And then uh, Willie D says, they all get eight. Woohoo! they all get eight wins. We talked yesterday about a team under 500 potentially getting in. But now that you see the schedule remaining in the hunt, what do you think, man? Who do you think gets in here? Um, The odds make sense of the NFC East, right? They have the same exact run out, just in different ways. So whoever, whoever beats each other in Philly and Washington will probably have the leg up. New Orleans makes a lot of sense. I just can't write off that Atlanta win, I think, as a W for sure. I think they could handle Miami and Carolina. Miami's, they're chippy. I mean, that's not a guarantee win either. No, New D. Orleans gets Kamara back, but Taysom Hill's very one-dimensional. Like, he beat up on the Jets, had a good week. But let's not forget he had four picks a week before, right? Let's, you know, if, if teams make him throw the ball, I think they're definitely beatable. Uh I'm really looking forward to seeing the 49ers versus the Cardinals right now. I'm telling you, I want to bet these wild card teams so much. That's where the value is going to be right yeah. now. I would write in the 49ers and the Rams beating the three and the four. I'm not high on the Cardinals. I think the 49ers could beat Arizona and I think the Rams could beat the Dallas. So I'm all the way here for it. 
Um, I felt a lot better about Washington going against Tampa Bay like three weeks ago. Now I don't love that. So I'd actually love if an NFC East doesn't, the team doesn't make that uh, spot because I don't know. I was hyping it up yesterday, like with the losing record and like, that's all fun. But I don't know, like if you do write in New Orleans again, divisional matchup, like I'd rather see that. I'd rather see a little skin on the line here, you know, some pride, some hatred in, in, in the rivalry, right? Like I'd, the Saints and the Bucks can't stand each other. They beat them earlier this season, right, with Trevor Simeon at home. So yeah. that would be interesting, right? Maybe maybe get Trevor Simeon to beat the Bucks, right? Maybe he's the uh, chick in the armor. Maybe he's their Achilles heel. Now, I don't know, but I would like to see it play out that way more than anything. I, I think in divisional games, we'll get closer spreads or some more value on spreads. And just from a gambling perspective, I think it'd be more interesting um, to see it shake out that way. Minnesota's done, though, by the way, because Kirk Cousins is on the – you know, on the slide. So thanks for that. George. <laughs> they had a, they had gonna, a good run, but yeah. I was going to say, uh, did, did something happen? Um, did it, Mark Harrison hanging out? Tino, tell Chris, he better make sure he leaves you time for your NBA. <laughs> I know I, I brutal. Yeah. I'm taking, I deserve that. I really do deserve that. <laughs> Tino should have more time. I'm going to work on that moving forward to give the guy more time to give his hot fire picks. Tomorrow is going to be a lot of NBA on this show with so many games and so few in the NHL. So Mark, we'll do a better job on that. I do appreciate that, uh, that comment. I deserve every little bit of that. The way I look at it is I see Minnesota. Can we bring up the in the hunt graphic just one more time here? I'm going to switch gears to AFC quickly. Um, Minnesota, the way I see it, they win those games against Chicago. Ah, The Green Bay one's tough, man. Going to Lambo. They got to win in Green Bay. That's what it comes down to. They have to. I think they get eight wins. Mm -hmm. I think Philly gets eight wins. I think what they do is split with Washington, beat your Giants, lose to Dallas. Uh, On the other side of that, I think Washington gets to eight wins, split with Philly. Lose to Dallas, unfortunately. Beat your Giants, right? Um, and then the Saints. I think the Saints here at plus... I'm starting to come around on them. I, a couple weeks ago, I'm like, no chance. But at plus 300, lose this week, maybe it goes to plus 450. So if you want to make this bet, maybe wait a week. They lose in mm. Tampa. And then yeah. if they rattle off those three wins, they get to nine. And then they get in. That would be the team that gets the nine. Everybody else is at eight. So I think they're interesting. But that game against Miami is not, like you said, man. They're scrappy. Uh, the defense is playing really well. Uh, let's switch gears to to talk AFC Dude, picture also, here. Also, just then, to note, yeah. your birds are at home three of the last four there, and their only road game is at Washington. Three divisional games at home. I, the the link does have some power there. I know the fans get crazy. So I mean, they crazy. could win three out of the last four too. They might. Get well, they there. haven't had to take a flight. I mean, two weeks ago like they're on the bye, and then the two weeks that both games, Jets and Giants, like. The final seven weeks of the season, they're basically sleeping in their own beds yeah. like 90% of the time without any flights. It's significant. Um, but I don't like the way that spread is going. They're like five or six-point favorites. Uh-uh. When Philly's favored by that, they usually lay an egg. The yeah. AFC. Let's talk AFC. Yep. Um, so oh, this my is, God. Is, <laughs> <laughs> Look how many teams. Look, Look how, how many teams. teams are in the hunt uh, here. So we have Cleveland 7-6, and six, Cincy 7-6, and six, Denver 7-6, and six, Pittsburgh 6-6-1. Six, six and one. The two teams at the bottom there in the playoffs as of right now, Baltimore 7-6 and six, and Indy 7-6. and six. So I tweeted the same thing just to try to get some interaction from some people here um, on just the odds and what, you know, what would be good. So Cleveland, let's just – I know there's a lot to kind of dissect here, but – Let's just take a look at the AFC North for a second. So Cleveland to win the AFC North is plus 195. To get the wild card is plus 550. For Cincy to win the AFC North is plus 300. Wild card plus 250. For Baltimore to win the division is plus plus 165. To get the wild card is plus 200. But for the Ravens to miss 
the playoffs is plus 425. They wrap up Green Bay, Cincy, Rams, Pittsburgh. They lost to Cincy already this season. They got crushed on their home turf. The Rams are going to be a tough go for them. They already lost to Pittsburgh, and then Green Bay is going to be a tough go with Lamar questionable, and who knows if he's going to play. He says he's going to play. Is he going to be 100%? I don't know. He hasn't looked all that great over the past few weeks. I think Baltimore at plus 425, it's really tough to figure out who gets in here, but Tito, I'm kind of feeling those odds for that's the squad maybe to get it. And the AFC North is an absolute train wreck. This is how my head feels. Shout out to Mark Harrison. I mean, that is a that graphic is a headache. That we were talking about it yesterday, and I felt like I was all over the place, and for good reason. I mean, just look at that in the AFC North in particular. The entire division. It's literally the entire division. They all play each other. Uh, I mean, that's crazy. I love the Baltimore bet. I actually so the way things are leaning, it seems like they're gonna suit up Lamar because they're they're saying uh, it's not a high ankle sprain. It's just an ankle sprain. I don't think it matters. If Lamar's ankle is hurt in any way, it's going to limit his running ability. That is the best chance that they have at winning anything right now. He can't throw the ball. Um, they're lacking in the running game. I know Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman are there. I just don't think you can lean on them against Green Bay. Um, and the Packers have been incredible against the spread. I think my value, um, a little early peak at the fifteen uh, week 15 lines here. If you can get the Packers um, you know, anywhere under a touchdown, I'm, I'm hammering it. I think they yeah. – I think they lay the wood on the Ravens here. They're just shoving. They don't have a defense. Everyone's hurt. Calais Campbell's hurt. Their corners are hurt. Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey. Like, who's who's going to cover Devontae Adams? Who's gonna Nobody. Cover- That's why I told Buddy last night in the ice, like, how could you not play Rodgers? Like, Rodgers is going to throw two touchdowns at least to at least. Devontae Adams, right? So, I mean, he's going to pick apart that secondary. And he his thinking was it was going to be a blow and the game wouldn't be competitive. I get that. Mm-hmm. But you know this Chiefs defense is playing – playing pretty good yeah it's a mess man in the hunt here in the afc it's a mess i'm seeing cleveland say they beat las vegas they lose to green bay and they lose one of those two games against pittsburgh and cincinnati what were the odds for the Bengals nine. to get the wild card you said i think it's like two to one ish i think the Bengals to get the wild card is plus 250 i kind of like that one of these think, teams is going to get the division though yeah but i think is it them or the browns i mean i feel like it, the browns it make more be. sense I mean, it yeah. is them or the Browns. The Ravens are cooked. I, I hate to say it. And, they, and they've, they're gritty. I know they were talking this up on Monday Night Football last night in the preview. Like, they're, they're a gritty team. They fight hard. They don't have Ronnie Stanley. They don't have their left tackle. Like, I don't even know how they've gotten to this point. And, you know, people rip Lamar Jackson. It's a credit to him and, and John Harbaugh. But, man, they are, they are hurt. They are hurting. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I just I, th- I think they're cooked. I, I, what I think happens here, I think that, I think Cleveland gets in, man. I don't know. I just, this is a weird feeling about Cleveland. I think Indy gets in. I think they get nine wins. They wrap up against Las Vegas and Jacksonville. They get nine wins. I think Baltimore is out. I think that's a good bet to miss the playoffs at plus 425. I don't believe in the Steelers. I think that they're out. They're going to lose to Kansas City. Uh, they'll lose one of those games to Cleveland and Baltimore, and then they're, then they're out. Um, man, it is, it is a, it is a crap shoot guys. I, I don't think we cleared anything up for you guys, but Baltimore at plus four twenty five to miss the playoffs, I think is a pretty solid like bet. Um, and then man, the Broncos are right there too. Like if the Broncos beat Cincinnati and Las Vegas, like that's a team that could certainly get one of those wildcard spots, but somebody, somebody has to win the AFC North. And if you guys <laughs> have a feel on it, let us know. I think it's Cleveland or Cincy. I think it's one of those two teams that get in. All right, we'll take a break. The rest of the show is riding solo. Got some NHL props some picks and some point props as well to round out mean streets. 
All right, welcome in one more time. Let's give a little bit of headroom here, going back and forth. We figure this out on the fly all the time. Live television, reader, what up? All right, Mark Harrison, we also appreciate you. He says as soon as this show ends, he will be checking out uh, Dangle Betselli. So Dangle Betselli, uh, we, we love it, man. Uh, Mark, we, we appreciate the support. I got some shot props here and some point props as well as um, some just some picks. So it's going to be heavy hockey here over the next uh, little bit. And Mark, tell us if you'd be interested in maybe one of these shirts. We're asking people to rate, review, subscribe to Dangle Betselli. We'll be giving away some stuff here. We may have to get these made. I don't know if you would rock that, Mark. Our guy Troy uh, says he would rock that long sleeve. He's cold in in New York, but that is a free show to check out iTunes, Spotify, please rate, review, subscribe. We dove through all 13 games. And honestly, I don't know if you could see this. This is like my board here of shot props. Like I am an absolute psycho. I'm going to try to narrow this down uh, with five shots. Uh, Tino, you got the, the shot props. Here we go. Uh, let's roll with some of these guys. Uh, so Darnell Nurse, two and a half. Max Pacioretty, three and a half. Nathan McKinnon, three and a half. Evan Rodriguez, I haven't been able to find just yet, but I do believe he's going to pop up um, at two and a half. Oh, yeah, he's up here now, two and a half. Ah, minus 160. Uh, that's that's not as great as I as I was hoping it would be. Uh, minus 160 is a little bit much. He did have 12 shots against the Canadians in his last uh, his last game against them, which was just a couple weeks ago. For Pacioretty, I mean, you don't need a lot of explaining, but he does lead the league in shot attempts and shots on goal at 5-5 five and five per 60 this season. He has at least four shots on goal in seven straight games, 4-10-5-4-6-8-6. Darnell Nurse has 18 shots in four games since returning to the lineup. Uh, he's one of our favorites. We always roll him out, Darnell Nurse. Uh, he's played at least 28 minutes in three straight games. He had a shift the other night against Carolina over the weekend where he had a, he was a four-minute shift. And those are a little long, four minutes, but my, my goodness, I mean, the guy's got a lot of his cardio is off the charts. I mean, we were shorthanded last night on the ice and we had like two subs and I couldn't have a 35 second shift. So Darnell Nurse, an absolute beast. Um, to, uh, you know, George, these aren't can't lose shot on goal parlays. All right? we, we won't give any of those can't lose. It's can't lose Mondays. It's it. And parlay Fridays. But uh, start with, with Patretti and Nurse. Uh, for Nathan McKinnon, this guy's uh, shooting the puck quite a bit uh, since he's been back in the lineup, too. He just played the Rangers the other day, and he had five shots on goal against them. Actually, uh, yeah, he had five shots, and he missed most of the third. Uh, he has at least five shots in four straight games and 25 total over that span. Uh, three and a half shots. And, you know, Eric Carlson, he's plus money. Eric Carlson is looking a little bit like the old Eric Carlson, quietly. This is a stingy Seattle crack at defense, but Carlson's red hot. He has at least three shots in four straight games and six of his past seven games. He also has uh, at least four shots on goal in three straight contests and five goals in his last seven games. He is plus 120 uh, for a shot prop. And then... You know, I probably should give another one here because of Rodriguez. Andre Kasha. Andre Kasha is a guy that is up on the top line. Now he is surface. Yeah, let's give this Kasha one instead of Evan Rodriguez. Uh, Tino, this is our Tino and uh, George. This is what we're doing here. We're doing Andre Kasha two and a half shots at minus 125. So Nurse, Pacioretty, McKinnon. I'd like Rodriguez if you want to include him into a parlay. Uh, but also, um, I think Kasha is at a much better price. I think he's cleared in four straight games up on that top line. Going to get some power play time. We have an Edmonton and Toronto game here at 6.5 the total. So include him and then Carlson in there as well. Let's take another break. We come back. And Mark, we have some point and assist props as well, all plus money. So keep her locked.
All right, welcome back in. I see, Seth, uh, a question there on Victor Arvinson. Yeah, three and a half is a little too much, man. That's a bit too much. Tampa's, Tampa's a stingy team. If you're looking from a shot prop in that game, I would ride with Victor Hedman. I know he didn't hit in the last game against the Sens. They just laid an egg against uh, Ottawa in an afternoon matinee. Right, George? Right? Yeah? yeah. Tampa laying an egg? Yes, uh, that one crushed us. But honestly, three and a half is a little bit too much. I'd go with Hedman in there. I got a lot more guys in, in the in the FTN bet tracker as well. I just we don't want to give like 15 picks. I mean, even though I am ultimately when I give the these assist props and point props and then the picks in the next segment. But let's bring up what I'm thinking here for assists. There's a lot of value here with these assists and point props. Matthew, like Matthews, for example, plus 135 for an assist. We know that this guy is a straight up volume shooter, right? Like he, he really is. Um, but ultimately... The Oilers have lost five straight. They're not getting the goaltending. Um, and plus money for an assist is is pretty decent here for a guy who has had an assist in three straight games and four of his past five. He also has 11 goals in his last nine games. He's plus 165 for two points here. I think we see a lot of offense. As I mentioned, Edmonton not getting the goaltending. So uh, I'm really in, interested in Andre Kasha, who I mentioned in the last. He's plus 275 for an assist, Andre Kasha. He picked up a helper in the last game. Uh, Matthews and Kasha, both of these guys are in play for an assist. Uh, Ekblad is plus, plus 115 for an assist. He's got 16 helpers on the season, and five have come over his last six games. He He's logging heavy minutes, and he's shooting the puck a ton. The Panthers are first in the NHL in shot attempts, shots, expected goals, scoring chances, and high-danger chances. Meanwhile, the Senators have allowed the second-most shot attempts. They're sixth in shots allowed, second in high-danger chances allowed, and they've allowed the third They have the third highest expected goal rate in the NHL. Those are five and five numbers per 60 since November 1st from our friends at Natural Statrix. So Aaron Ekblad in a really good spot to pick up an assist. How can I not back Sidney Crosby against these leaky Montreal Canadiens? He had two helpers against the Habs on November 27th. Montreal has allowed the fourth most shot attempts and the second most shots at 5-5 five and five per 60 since November 1st. They have the highest expected goal rate in the NHL over that span. And they're also inside the top five in high danger chances and scoring chances. The last time the Habs played the Pens, Jake Allen faced 50 shots. So for Crosby, who has always lit up the Canadians over the course of his career, his childhood team, plus 110 for an assist is something that I am very interested in. Eric Carlson is 2-1 to one for an assist, but I wanted to give the point prop at plus 120. I mentioned his shot prop in the last segment and what he's been doing and putting a lot of pucks on net. Well, he has points in four straight games. He's hit the score sheet in eight of his past 10 hockey games. 2-1 uh, to one for an assist is not bad, but this is a safer play for Eric Carlson at plus 120 for points. And then, yeah, that's it. I mean, Patrick in here at plus 150. As I mentioned, the same sort of deal with Austin Matthews. Like, he's a volume shooter. He lets the, loves to put the puck on net. But, you know, with, with a guy putting the puck on, and he had 10 shots the other day, we could get a rebound goal from anybody in Las Vegas. It could happen on the power play. And for Patrick he has six assists over his last eight games. So it's not just, yes, he's scoring at will very easily, but he's also getting in there and getting some assists as well. Um, my goodness, the comments here are great. Uh, pay for Meanie's picks and and <laughs> is paying your wallet tenfold. Prize picks. Check out prize picks. We'll have a prize picks video a little bit later on, but we'll also have some free fri- prize picks in there to find an edge to go through for four. But that's what I'm thinking from a point standpoint and a shot prop standpoint. And one more NHL segment here. A lot of picks. Uh, we'll give some money line picks, and I got a parlay as well. So one more segment here. Don't go anywhere. 
All right, one final segment here. This is what I'm thinking from a money line standpoint. I know I've given a lot of picks here on the show, guys, but uh, the Golden Knights, uh, we got them as road dogs here against the Bruins. Just came off of a little bit of a West Coast trip. Sorry, reader, going against your Boston Bruins here tonight. That's my plus money play. Uh, Vancouver Canucks, let's just ride this team until they lose. Honestly, let's bet them blind. Boost Brujo came in, and they got him playing with a lot of confidence. It's not like any other coaching change in the NHL with the Habs. Don't have the personnel. They're not going to turn things around. The Flyers, they're not going to turn things around. The Canucks are turning things around all of a sudden there's six points from a wild card spot they're at home against the blue jackets who are among the leaders in giving up high danger chances and shot attempts so for vancouver at minus 145 i like them i like the Leafs here tonight too i think we will see uh, a better game from the oilers offensively but i don't believe in their goaltending so i gotta back toronto here at minus 120 minnesota at home against carolina no sebastian aho minus 128 this team is unreal at home and backing the sharks because they're riding hot and i don't believe in the kraken squad as well you got the parlay at the end Vegas not to lose by two uh Winnipeg to beat the Sabres by two Florida to beat the Sens by two and the Pens to beat the Habs by two that pays at 8.53 I do like um Nomar Shan for the Bruins too that is huge I did not see that earlier John uh that is significant so I like that play a little bit more we got to get out of here guys I appreciate it Matthews did finally shave that stash so it does look a little bit uh cleaner but man he is a good big sniper got to give him a lot of credit good luck on the ice tonight and we will talk to you tomorrow happy nba tomorrow have a good one cheers